before you with humility and a renewed sense of purpose, uh, and with a steely resolve that for the good of the party and for the good of the province, together we must now finish what we started. My sole focus over the last three weeks was to clear my name, and I'm grateful that that's been accomplished. We have proven that the events as described by my anonymous accusers could not have happened. I've taken two lie detector tests and passed both with ease. My friends, we are fighting for the people of Ontario. We can't fight amongst ourselves. Blown wide open. I'm Arlene Bynan, and this is Buy a Dog Podcast. And I'm Jamie Ellerton. Jamie, the last time we talked, there was life in the soul, the political soul of Patrick Brown. Now there is more than life. The party, the race, the internal workings of the PC party in Ontario, as we just named this podcast, is blown wide open. Absolutely. I think you saw Patrick Brown come forward with a rather aggressive public relations campaign to try and rebuild or recreate his reputation. And although he kind of, through innuendo, kind of hinted that maybe he wasn't yet done politically, those watching weren't expecting him to launch a leadership campaign to essentially replace himself as the former leader. It is unprecedented in politics, what we're going to talk about today. I mean, it really is. It's certainly here in Canada, maybe in some far off land, but we have this entire scenario, kind of a microcosm of all the things that are happening in politics. We've got the Me Too movement, and now we have fighting back against the Me Too movement. And we have women in politics. We have the internal integrity of politics. Get out the rot. May I say drain the swamp. It has all come together. Now, Jamie, now that he's back in the race, first of all, I just can the party stand up to this? I mean, this is just a complete bomb that's going on. Uh, this indeed blows the politics of it wide open. What would already going to be a rushed leadership race process. You did see a kind of philosophical spectrum of uh, different types of conservatives stepping forward and how they were presenting themselves to this. But with Patrick Brown now back into the race and the allegations that he faced uh, from the CTV story and now other issues of governance about his time as leader and how internal party affairs were uh, conducted, uh, this is going to get a lot uglier. It is going to get ugly. But let me just ask you, I mean, does he have a point here? He believes he was wrongfully accused. One of the discussions around Me Too from men and from women has been the nuance, making sure there is a public and a due process. But, you know, he's jumped in here, says already he's cleared his name. Is that really true? And is he setting up a new template for politicians who are in some kind of trouble? Lest we forget, one of these candidates is Doug Ford. He knows all about this. I mean, he's criticizing him getting back in the race. But wow, look at what the Fords did. They knew how to do this. He's definitely, I think, blazing a new trail on this. And I think he also is very much fighting for his political life. Let's not forget mm-hmm. Patrick Brown uh, was first elected as a councillor in his early 20s in the city of Barrie. 
shortly after completing his law degree and has essentially been a career politician. He served as the counselor for several years before becoming a federal MP in 2004 and has been in politics ever since. So this is all Patrick Brown knows from a professional standpoint. Uh, and so he's very much fighting for his his own existence. I think the way he's blown the politics of this, he's been quick to declare himself uh, innocent in all of this and as painting himself as a mm-hmm. victim. He has said that he's cleared these allegations, but I think any objective observer would just say it's factually untrue. He, uh, through his aggressive public relations campaign, cherry-picked which media he talked to and got a rather favorable coverage in terms of establishing a he-said, she-said style of dynamic uh, to give him a fighting chance in the court of public opinion. But to pretend that him looking to reseek the throne and to breathe even more oxygen into this story and all the spin-off stories that are coming from it uh, is in the best interest of the Ontario PC party is uh, just, I think, objectively speaking, just factually untrue. And so while he is all definitely within his right mm-hmm. To clear his name uh, when he's now looking to put Patrick Brown ahead of the Ontario PC party at all costs. Uh, if, if I'm Premier Kathleen Wynne today, I'm just sitting back and watching this dumpster fire burn. Let's just, uh, you know, he has some support. He appears to have some support. We had some early polling. We don't know how true those figures are. But does he has a, have a chance here, Jamie? I mean, can he? get the numbers possibly to lead this party again. I do think he actually does have a fighting chance mm-hmm. on that front. Uh, let's kind of break down how this leadership election will work. The membership cutoff for new members was midnight on Friday night. So if you aren't already a member, you will not be able to vote in this process. And each riding is weighted to 100 points. So candidates say like Doug Ford, where everyone expects him to do well, in pockets of the GTA and probably sell more memberships on a one-to-one basis from the efficiency of that vote and getting it spread out throughout the province. I think Doug Ford is disadvantaged being new to the political scene on the Ontario province-wide front. Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing I think Patrick Brown did yesterday in his campaign launch speech on Sunday afternoon was to try and put forth the image that he has a broad swath of support in pockets of the province There were, from my count, about uh, 10 candidates there with him um, from various parts of the province who he went well out of his way to acknowledge them all individually and by name to show, uh, to try and showcase that breadth of support. So this is also a party that he led. Uh, It is incontributable. Patrick Brown definitely brought new life into the PC party following his leadership win in the spring of 2015. And you've seen competitive nomination races all across the province in a way that we haven't seen in the party in quite some time. But there's controversy there, though, Jamie, in all of this. So he does have that support because he does he he was the leader. He went out and, you know, he's recently been glad handling and making all those connections. On the other hand, they're going to redo some of those nominations. So what is that going to do to the integrity of the party here? Hanging all over this, we've got questions about how many, how many new memberships and the integrity of the nominations. You've just referenced Kathleen Wynne. Is Kathleen Wynne rubbing your hands watching this? 
So on the integrity of the numbers standpoint, uh, Vic Fideli has again said he's going to clean up the rot in the party. He shortly after announced that there were actually 130,000 members, not 200,000, uh, as Patrick Brown and his team had previously been saying. And I think one of the interesting things about that, when you look at what came out on that, this wasn't they went through the entire database and scrubbed 70,000 from the list. It's when they went in and looked at the database, there were only the 130,000 mm-hmm. on the list. And so I think there's definitely questions, again, of how that was governed previously. And I think the Leadership Election Organizing Committee, chaired by Hartley Lefton, has a real job on its hand in terms of ensuring integrity of the process and people have confidence. But in the politics of all of this as well, if you're a Patrick Brown supporter, you are highly motivated to come out and support him and vote for him. And I think you'll see a high turnout as a percentage mm-hmm. of supporters from the Patrick Brown camp. If you're a member of the party at large who has been a loyal progressive conservative through the years, you might just be looking at this and like wanting to wash your hands yeah. and walking away. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an aspect of this as well. It's going to play out on voting day or the voting week uh, because the way this is going, this is not going to be your old-fashioned show up at the community center, cast your ballot, and put it in a box and go. The voting for this leadership race is actually going to be done online between March 2nd and 8th. Anyone who is now a member is going to be mailed a secret uh, pin that they have access to. They'll log in and they'll vote. Uh, and of course, the re- and results will be announced on March 10. So the whole voting process is different uh, as, as it has been in elections past. Let's talk about the media angle of this, too. There is the public media angle, lots of controversy about CTV breaking the story. And then there's the coverage online. And the, the coverage online is most modern, may I say. There are what appear to be bots, let's let's say. I mean, there's accounts that are very supportive, accounts that are destructive against certain candidates. I guess that's part of modern politics of how you – they used to have people call talk radio shows and now they get online. On the other hand, there are allegations, many of which we're not going to repeat here, but lots of allegations happening. This is being played out in so many fronts here, it could be the poster campaign, again, of modern political war. We call this podcast By a Dog because of the the adage that if you need a friend in politics, you might as well buy a dog. I hope everybody involved in this has got a cuddly little pooch at home because that's what they need. There are no friends. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it's definitely blown it wide open. And I think also as well, if you look at the dynamic of the race, even before he declared, there was kind of a a play it safe approach to the first debate because uh, it was clear that the campaigns were focused on delivering their core mm-hmm. message of what they view as each candidate's individual strengths. And essentially their teams were focused on selling memberships and getting those signed up. Now that Patrick Brown is again back in the race to replace himself <laughs> as leader of the Ontario PC party, uh, that next debate when it takes place in Ottawa at the end of this month will have a very different feel. And I think one of the things that Patrick Brown's going to have to do at some point between now and then is actually answer some tough questions. If he's looking to have the courage of his convictions and say and stand by his assertions that he is indeed innocent and has been a victim in all of this of false accusations, uh, he's going to need to answer some tough, nuanced questions from a variety of sources to instill confidence in those remarks. If this is still a he said, she said dynamic, and he continues to dodge and run from the press as he did yesterday, 
after his speech uh, for his campaign launch, uh, he's not going to be winning any new supporters over. You know, could it be an inside job? That's what he's he's alluding to. He's you know he's alluding to a liberal and which we're used to you know party politics, but an inside job would change the dynamics. If he is going to prove that, he's going to have to come out and answer those very tough questions. Again, when this is over, it's right into an election here. We talked about the usual healing time. The bloodletting is going to be unprecedented here. How can the party survive without being wounded and bleeding? So given how unprecedented this is, Arlene, in Ontario political history, just political history at large in a Western liberal democratic nation Mm -hmm. like Canada, what the party does after this leadership race will also be unprecedented. This is how it looks to stitch itself together. The liberal attack ads uh, practically write themselves when you look at all the accusations that are being bandied about. The liberals kind of get to sit back and watch as and how this all unfolds as they craft a strategy for their June 7 mm-hmm. election. Um, when this all first broke, I said that this was indeed an opportunity for the Ontario PC party, who typically would be struggling to get any coverage this far out from an election mm-hmm. campaign and trying to demonstrate themselves relevant. So not only has the party succeeded in wiping liberal scandals and even Premier McGuinty's former chief of staff being convicted criminally for well, his role in the gas ancient scandal. Ancient history. Ancient. It is it got two days. Ancient yeah. history. But it also, what it does is it also makes it hard for the liberals to even get their good news announcements and the positive issues they want to be talking about into the agenda. So if this is going to be a referendum on the state of the PC party, they are in very much uncharted territory and trying to convince a general electorate that they're ready to govern is going to be an uphill battle, to say the least. It is, you know, and from the media point of view, I'm sure the liberals are looking and watching and waiting. We don't know. I mean, they're fighting against the media. This is, you know, I, I'm calling it at this point a little bit Trumpian at what is happening in Washington. You know, instead of instead of reacting to a negative media story, rolling up their sleeves and attacking the media. So the media may end up being divided on this. On the other hand, you know, there's nothing wrong with a correction in the media and a correction on Me Too. But, you know, we've just had a little bit of polling. I think Forum has done a poll. And already, I think it's just like 30 something percent of Ontario voters believe he should have got back in the race. 30 didn't. That's a big swath, unless, of course, they're just liberal voters saying he shouldn't have gone back in the race. Yeah, like if you add 30 and 30, that's 60. That means 40 percent are on the fence or probably just scratching their heads, not knowing what to think. One of the curious parts that also came out of his speech yesterday when Patrick Brown relaunched his leadership or launched his campaign to retake the leadership was he uh, was aggressive in hugging the People's Guarantee, which of course was the platform that the party announced with much fanfare back in November. And all of the other candidates have come out against the carbon tax, which was contentious and divisive in the party when it was done. Uh, Of course, party loyalty, uh, people will probably Mm -hmm. uh, bite their tongues on stuff they don't like. No one person involved in a political party agrees with everything a political party does. And a Patrick Brown government was viewed as better than a Kathleen Wynne government prior to Christmas when all this, uh, when that was first announced. But as you look at the actual policy matters now that have been blown into the open, uh, especially as it relates to the carbon tax, it gives the other candidates more wiggle room and maneuverability to put forth their own vision and philosophical 
policy underpinnings to help steer the province into a new direction. Whereas Patrick Brown is going to, as we saw yesterday, continue to hug that platform and say, no one else can do the work. This is already done. Therefore, I need to lead the party. I think one of the things that's going to be curious about this is it's very clear Patrick Brown wants this to be a referendum on do you believe him or do you believe mm-hmm. the women? And mm-hmm. he believes more voters will choose his side than the woman who came forth with these allegations. But in this leadership race, there are so many other competing factors. And when you look at the allegations and the innuendo that is swirling around online and social media, uh, all it'll take is for a few of those things to get more traction and be blown into the open to be actually corroborated by credible journalists. Mm-hmm. And the collateral damage to both his campaign and the party. And any of the other campaigns yeah. of the ultimate party is something that I think will remain to be seen. And I think, like, Arlene, like, when you look at this, what stands out as the biggest issue amongst the candidates today outside of the Patrick Brown referendum of do you believe him over the woman? I, I Integrity and the carbon tax, but integrity is pretty big. So what would you need to see as, as someone who has followed politics closely as an industry veteran in the media, uh, who I kind of I think has a reputation of taking a bit of contrarian take and isn't always part of the pack journalism as the press gallery sometimes mm-hmm. gets a, a reputation for, what do you need to see from Patrick Brown to bolster his own credibility in answering these questions? I don't know if he can. I, I, I got to tell you, one thing I'd advise him if he was listening to me is get rid of the sisters. I'm happy that you're all a happy family. They seem lovely people. It's nothing to do with the sisters. But as a woman and a woman who is watching this in politics, everybody, a lot of people have a sister. A lot of people who've done horrible things have sisters who love them. A lot of people who've done great things have sisters who love them. It's not about the sisters. If he's telling the truth, he has to, instead of of saying, you know, they conspired against me or this story was out to get me. I, I think somehow he has to explain the very real question, and maybe there is an explanation, of why there are reports of so many reports and why did his team resign. And that is going to be something. You, you know, Jamie, the Liberal Party right now, if he becomes the leader again, is going to say his own team left him in this in this hour. And it's it's not going to look good. It, it isn't. They're going to run that news conference. I think that this is more than just rolling up your sleeves and yelling out the number of the Barry police. This is these kind of allegations that make you a little bit tainted as a leader here are not allegations that may put you behind bars. And that is, there's a confusion there. I I think he's got to answer those questions. And I don't know what the answers are. I mean, if he gets one of these people to say, look, I, you know, I, I was given a drug, I lied. I, I don't know what it is. Or if he proves that the media really didn't do their due diligence. On the other hand, we know what's happening online and we're hearing reports In this modern time, anything could come out about any of these candidates. It's all blown wide open. Stay tuned, folks. I'm Jamie Ellerton. And I'm Arlene Bynan. And this has been Buy a Dog, the podcast. So if you found us so far, you've been on SoundCloud. But if you want to subscribe, the Buy a Dog podcast is now in the Google Play Store. It's on iTunes and in all the other major podcast directories. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter at Buy a Dog Podcast and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Buy a Dog Podcast. <laughs>